Happy New Year, everyone. Yay! Happy 2016. 2016 is here. Have no fear. And we're queer. Duh. Well, this is our very last episode of 2015. It's obviously 2016 now, but we wanted to give you some kind of appetizer, best of... Little poo-poo platter. Right. Of our clips from 2015. Do you want to start off and let the people know? Yeah, so so we got a sampling of some five clips that of 2015 that we liked in the last 26 episodes. First one is one that's near and dear to my heart because it's like the most epic fight I ever had with my husband. So there's a little Tiffany lamp incident. I still think this one's funny. I love bringing it up all the time and putting him on the spot. So and I'm sure he loves that too. And then we also have a story about a wedding that I went to and I ruined a little girl's life. And the wedding is, um, if you'd remember our podcast where we had our very first guest host was Malia. So that's her wedding. So that's all it all ties in. Yes. Hey, Malia. Also, speaking of sort of fan interaction, we only had one request from any of our fans out there about any of the past stories over the past year. So Scott, who incidentally is our fan club president he is i think he might continue to be into 2016 (laughs) he's so hey scott thank you for listening and your support and we have his by request uh your rant rachel about um escalators escalator etiquette if you will grr grr bitches (laughs) move aside and then we also have the hard-hitting interview that I was able to get with the man who was in a coma for 11 years, who was a big Roger Federer fan. Groundbreaking stuff there. It's what won us our Emmy, if you follow us on Instagram. Absolutely, it did. <laughs> um, and then our last one is probably my favorite story of the year. Fuck you, Caitlyn Jenner. I like El Chapo. So we talk about him, El Chapito. Tweet El Cha- no mas. Tweet no mas, yeah. So he's still out there on the run, which makes us very happy because we kind of support his... I bet he had a good New Year's. Hookers, cocaine. Cocaine. Photos. Salsa, guacamole, all of it. I was waiting for my invite. I never got it. But yeah, that one's always a good one. That was my favorite episode, I think, of the whole year. Uh, no, that was a good episode. So everybody enjoy and rate and subscribe and let us know how you like it. Contact us on all the various things you can contact us on. U-N-T-A-P-P-U-S. That's us. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. And we'll be back shortly with a sort of new and re-sussied out Untapped Potential podcast. It's going to be amazing. So hold on to yourselves. Hold on to your golden girl granny panties. Ooh, crotchless. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so let's get into it. Let's untap it. Bam. You are now listening to the Untapped Potential Podcast. We got another question. Untap us a question. People love to untap us questions. It's true. So what's the dilemma today? Well, today we have a letter from Ginny S. in South Carolina. Thank you for leaving your name, Jenny. We appreciate that you listened to that uh, request to the last podcast. So Jenny has an old family heirloom. It's a beautiful chair built and painted by her granddad for her grandmother shortly after they were married. It's pretty worn and beat up, especially the painted flowers and armrest. And her boyfriend, Jenny's boyfriend, has repeatedly offered to repair the chair for her. And each time she's told him no. Well, today she was out doing errands while he stayed home. When she got back, he said he had something to show her in his workroom. <laughs> and it wasn't his penis. <laughs> it was not. There was the chair, fixed, but also with the flowers and the wood that she had so loved before, totally painted over. She's very upset, 
And she knows that she, he was trying to do something nice, but she's very angry and on the verge of tears at all times now. Apparently, she's very upset. And she's dreading when her family comes over and sees what's happened to the chair because everybody in the family loves it as well. She just doesn't know what to do or how to react. What an ungrateful bitch. Like, he's trying to make it nice for her. It's still there. It's not like he, like, you know, threw it away or used it as firewood or, like... Also, people spend a lot of money to take things like professional restorers and have them restored. And he kept it in the family by doing it there. He was trying to make a nice surprise for her. He was. And it sounded like it was a beat-up piece of shit. It was. And I see how people can kind of get emotionally tied to things. I don't. No? No. Well, don't you have some stories about heirlooms that may or may not have went missing? Well, again, (laughs) so, Justin, this is, like, we've been together 10 years. This is, like, eight years ago. It still is a hot-button issue, though, if you bring up a tiffany lamp around him he'll fucking go ape shit but our friend who was living with us at the time was trying to get rid of some of her furniture so we made a craigslist ad and we needed some lighting so there was this old dusty uh cobwebby little tiffany lamp that was sitting on the floor in the corner of was our it bedroom. a real tiffany lamp it I, in fact was real Ooh. i did not know that at the time <laughs> And I did not know it had sentimental value either. He never mentioned it. We'd never used it. For two years, it literally sat there collecting dust. And I hate Tiffany lamps. I think they're ugly. They are. Um, they make me think of Applebee's or like TGI Fridays. <laughs> not Applebee's again. Not Applebee's. Not a salad bar. Um, so we put it in the picture to use it as lighting. And when we were typing up the ad, I was like, tell them if they pick it up in the next hour, they can have the, the lamp free. Well, wouldn't you know, someone comes in like 30 minutes because it's a free fucking Tiffany lamp. Wow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I got rid of it. I literally didn't even think he'd notice. Like it never moved it sat there forever he comes home and literally that day he fucking noticed oh no which i was like huh what, <laughs> like, what are you talking about and then he was really getting upset like where is it and i i just panicked and was like oh shit i accidentally knocked it over and broke it and i panicked because i didn't think we could fix it and i threw it away he was like are you fucking kidding me you're a fucking idiot that was an expensive lamp. my dad gave it to me and i'm like well you yeah, sure appreciated it a lot by like letting it fucking die <laughs> in the corner over here so i'm like okay well i'm really sorry and he just was like can't believe we could have gotten it fixed and just on and on and on you know months go by he would tell the story because my my husband loves to tell stories about me (laughs) fucking up there's tons to pick from i don't know why he tells the same one he just on and on and on. Then like another like year goes by. We're out in the garden. He made a nice dinner. We were like, it was steak, I remember, because I was cutting into it. And I remember aggressively starting to cut into it more. Um, but we're outside in the beautiful garden. It's a lovely sunset. We're having such a nice romantic dinner. We never have a romantic Wait, you were eating dinner. outside in the garden? Yeah. Oh, it's very romantic. Oh, yeah. Very al fresco. Like, super gay. Um, you know, fucking flowers everywhere. It was gorgeous. Wonderful memory. Flowers, sure. Somehow or another, he wiggled that back into the conversation <laughs> about the fucking lamp. And so, you know, I'm like cutting my steak and I'm just biting my lip like just taking it like I'm just eating all the crow eating a murder of crow <laughs> and uh he is like that was so stupid I can't believe I still can't believe you did that and I'm like cutting. I'm like uh-huh uh-huh oh yeah really oh yeah okay okay I fucking gave that shit away motherfucker <laughs> like and then shit went to another level. Like, he vibrated. He was so angry. That little, he was like a little wind-up toy. It got brought up, like, a week ago. And he still gets upset about it. So I get, you know, that people, some people have an emotional attachment to things. Sure. They're called hoarders. They just need to get over it. It's just some bullshit. What if your fucking house burned down? Mm. Are you really going to forever cry about a fucking, like, beat-up piece of bench or whatever your fucking grandma made or something or paint? Whatever. Your grandma's not dead. He didn't kill your grandmother. He didn't paint over your grandmother. He painted over a fucking a chair. chair fucking sit on it tell Jenny that just to get over it that just to get over it the boyfriend was trying to do something nice it's just a thing yeah it's not the grandmother and he made it better he's he making did. it better right he's giving it value it probably looked like some country shabby piece of crap that sat in a corner I'm guessing it sat in a corner it probably did it sat in a corner so you weren't appreciating it so now you can appreciate it because now your husband put a little bit of his love into it Aww. 
It's better than what I did, which is just give a Tiffany away lamp away. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're still a loving it. couple. Sure. Eight years later, we're still making it. So, Jenny, there's hope for you and your boyfriend. You guys can make it through this and get over yourself. Just sit on that wood, Jenny. You're now listening to Untapped Potential. That was very well enunciated. Thank you. It's already untapped. We be tapping. We be tapping hard. And I think we have a few other shout outs that you would like to do, right? Yeah. So we've had a lot of love on Instagram. Well, a lot of love on Twitter and Instagram. Right. There's a couple of Instagram followers that are near and dear to my heart. First one's at Scott underscore KO 38. Scott's amazing. Scott's amazing. He liked that one uh, sex shop picture that you put your mother. Does your mother know about this? Right. Yeah. So he loves us and sex shops. So we love him. I don't think he anticipated us asking him if he loves a sex shop. Scott, we know you don't love sex shops. I know you love You're a straight edge gentleman. Why can't you be into straight edgeness and like bondage? Because he's just a gentleman. Gentlemen don't tell tells like that. Gentlemen in the street and a freak in the bed. (laughs) You're now listening to Untapped Potential. That was very well enunciated. Thank you. Welcome back to the Untapped Potential Podcast. Brought to you by 25 fluid ounces of Budweiser. Okay, so Rock, I know we usually like to keep things lighthearted on the show, but um, I have a very serious question for you. Oh my God. Yes. So I need to know Mm -hmm. about you. Yeah. If Uh on an escalator, are you a walker or a stander? I'm usually a walker. Good. That's why I know we're good friends. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious to people like it's kind of like when you're driving, you know, like there's the slow lane towards the right and the fast lane towards the left. So if you wanted to stand because you're a cripple, no offense to cripples, uh, then you go to the right. Right, right, right. right. So I want to get into the etiquette of, of what to get out of Rachel's way. Pretty <laughs> much. And before I insult anyone who I might be working with I, or know, I still love you, but I'm going to do you. some real talk for a minute. I'm going to throw you down the escalator. Correct. So the escalator is still stairs. It's moving stairs. When you get to a stairs, you just don't stand on it's it. It's like the moving walkways in the airport. You're right. supposed to still walk on them. And the, the brilliant thing is, is you move. Which makes you feel like superhuman. Exactly. You move even faster if you yeah. stand or if you walk on them the dismounts kind of you know sketchy but that's the point point. and i have read that there are safety concerns of people who walk on those things but i don't believe that sorry I just, again cripples again yes just you walk even faster you'll get to your destination even faster if you walk you can get to forever 21 and half the time if you just walk with the escalator don't stand in the middle <laughs> don't stand in the middle why are you standing in the middle well, some stand people the right. are a little large and they can't help but be in the middle I suppose that's true, but they should, should probably, probably be walking. walking. Exactly. Do you, have you had a specific run-in with this? Well, you know, I take public transportation here in Atlanta oh. every day. So I have a lot of escalator experiences. And even if a train, you can hear a train coming, there are people who will just stand on the escalator. Well, other people are trying to like run around them. Like, like just barrel down. Right. And so there are some escalators that have like the feet little stickers on them that show you where to walk and where to stand. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. Of course, I don't take public transit, sadly, and um, I'm never at a mall. I haven't seen them in Georgia. I've seen them in my travels. And other places that are well planned out. For those of you who like to speed and like you were saying, go in the fast lane, that's like, that's the life hack for walking. It's like, that's technically speeding. So we're all trained. Don't just stop and stand on the escalator. Don't because you're walking to the escalator and then all of a sudden you fucking stop. Or at least if you feel someone behind you and you know you can feel someone behind you. And I'm not just saying that as a gay man. Right. But you can feel someone behind you you and you know you need to like move your fucking arm and stop leaning and thinking about what you're gonna buy at auntie ann's pretzel shop Mm. 
And just move out of the fucking way. That's a whole other conversation about consideration. Like, there's a really lack of consideration in the world. Tappy, can you hear me? Tappy. So, going with the theme of what we've sort of talked about before on the Untapped Potential podcast and something that we find it to be amusing and fun to talk about, uh, prison escapees. Yes, which so, I feel like we haven't heard of forever until we started doing this podcast and now it's like a weekly thing there's like new headlines the universe is lining that up just for us and now we have the best one so far el chapo el chapo el chapo is he's a mexican drug lord so what's not to love about that so el chapo means shorty because he's only five six so he's a tiny but mighty man mr guzman is his real name he's a weeble wobble he won't fall down very low center of gravity so he's the leader of a multi-billion dollar drug cartel called the sinaloa cartel and he, as far as I know, he's the only drug dealer that's actually rated by Forbes. Which, that's the fucking hottest thing ever. And Forbes says that he's a drug trafficker, self-made. That's very important to the it drug is. trafficking like credentials. Right. That you pulled Street. yourself up from your bootstraps. Street cred. And slang a lot of coke. He is almost uh, estimated to be worth a billion dollars with a B. That's a lot of blow. And Forbes also said that he was the first person in Chicago to be named... Public enemy number one. Right. Since Al Capone. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's, so far, he's winning on the resume. Like he, He's got all the all the points. I'd hire him. I would hire him. In a heartbeat. I hope that I've done some of his heroin in the past. I, You know, the Domino's by my house is looking for a delivery driver. So if he can sling that much cocaine, I bet he could do mad business with some pizza. 30 minutes or less. He might slit your throat when he gets to the door and take your tip and the pizza. Oh. He'll be there quick. El Chapo, why? El Chapo, I just <laughs> want my thin crust pepperoni and jalapeno pizza. So this isn't the first time that El Chapo has been in jail or even escaped from jail. In 2001, he hid in a laundry cart and was able to escape from jail. Escape. <laughs> And um, he was gone for 13 years. He had a little 13-year vacation. Which is the hotness. Like, to keep up with that is crazy. Pretty much. Like, to be on, like, a most wanted list and you made it 13 years. And he wasn't even, like, hiding. He wasn't, like, Eric Rudolph, like, in the mountains, like, hiding in the hills. Right. Or, like, our previous friends, Mr. Yeah. Sweat and Matt. No, he was, like, chilling at the fucking pool. Like, they roll up on him and they're like, eh, okay, can I help you? <laughs> bueno. Bueno. So, he got recaptured, like we just said, yes. at the pool or the beach. And he d- looks so harmless. He does. Does. He, he has like the cute little baby face. Like he just looks like he wants to like make you tacos. You know, yeah, or you know, pick him up on the corner of a Home Depot and like fix a few things at your house. He really like, does. Not to be racist. You never know who you're picking up on the corner of Home Depot. Well, so he broke out in a very elaborate tunnel. But what's funny is that he's notorious for ordering the construction of tunnels to transport drugs and evade authorities. So they didn't think to check his cell at any time for tunnels. Which is crazy. It is very crazy. Like that's what he's known for. I did read some like there's like some conspiracy theories here that he's like so beloved in Mexico he has so much money that they actually just kind of let him walk out of jail and oh I don't doubt that well and they're not being very cooperative with the right. US authorities although gotta be honest I wouldn't want to be the one on the team like tracking him down I'm kind of cool with El Chapo El Chapo we love you what's funny about you were saying how they're not being cooperative there's actually some shit talking between the countries Ooh, so like a Twitter war sort of exactly like a Twitter war mm. between the United States and Mexico so Mexico they wanted him to be extradited when he got caught after the laundry cart pool incident. And they were like, we knew this would happen. You should have let us extradite him. And then Mexico was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Yo, Hero Taco Bell. (laughs) Like... What do you think about that? They're like, well, what about those two people that just broke out in New York City, Mr. Sweat and Mr. Matt? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
And then the United States was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I enjoyed reading about how everybody's being a little bit catty. Well, and speaking of catty, like, of course, Donald Trump's, like, Oompa Loompa ass had to, like, drag his name into all this nonsense. Is he trying to get murked? I think he's just looking for free publicity, but that would probably work for him. Then maybe we would appreciate a dead Donald Trump. Um, Not to wish, to wish that upon the world. No. But I am good at predicting dead people. Yeah. I have read the Donald know. Trump book. You know he does not make it. <laughs> the wig lives forever. But so, yeah, so he, like, you know, made some comments. This is the kind of people coming from Mexico. Like, it just added to his point of all his, you know, racist comments about Mexico. And then, like, it could be El Chapo. It's more than likely his son, like, tweeted back, like, I'm paraphrasing, but nah, motherfucker, keep talking that shit, and I'm gonna, like, show you some shit. And now he's, like, contacted the FBI because it's a death threat and that kind of thing. Mommy, like, mommy! Pretty much. Like, not really boding well to be, like, commander-in-chief if you're getting in a Twitter fight and you're fucking scared. Not impressed. That's like voting me for president. I would vote you for president. Free lube for everyone. Would I get to be your vice president? If sure. You... Okay, yay. You don't want to be like my drug czar? Um, that sounds like a way more important title. Isn't that what the, the vice league. president is anyway? No. No, it's not a I drug czar? Know. Okay, I don't really know what they I do I didn't either. take government. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could be just as creepy as Joe Biden if you let me. <laughs> okay, did you see him in that press conference? It's like centered with Obama and then just to his right. There's Joe Biden <laughs> and he's still in frame and he's just sort of like putting his two cents in, like co-signing everything. Yeah. And there's nothing on the other side. Recenter the picture or get like him out of there. like he was CGI'd in or something. Or he weird. was like photobombing. Like yeah. he's like, no, I kind of want to still be in this. But the best part about this whole story, besides the mile long tunnel with like the motorcycle and all that, is that he had a little bird, El Chapito. El Chapito. El Chapito that like helped test the air quality and what have you. And then they fucking killed the motherfucker. R.I.P. El Chapito. We got to pour a little out for El Chapito. A little, little Corona. Don't they like sugar water or is that just hummingbirds? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mexicans. <laughs> um, Mexican birds. They do like sugar water. Mexican Was birds. the bird Mexican or American? It's probably Mexican. Where's the autopsy of El Chapito? But hopefully, because the last um, two escapees we talked about got caught oh, on and, and or murdered, I'm hoping that we don't have like a curse of now El Chapito will get captured. Probably not. As long as he doesn't come to my doorstep. I need him to go free for another 13 years and then be found. <laughs> or at least two more podcasts. There you go. <laughs> Oh. We got to stretch this out. Well, um, I read this very interesting story about a man who was in coma for 11 years and woke up. That's a fucking long time. That's a really long time. I don't really know the logistics Soap of that. Soap opera comas aren't even that long. <laughs> They're not that long. They're about 10 years. They're like two weeks. <laughs> so there was a man named Jesus. Well, Jesus. his name was Jesus, but I like calling people. Jesus Aparicio. Yes, very good. So Jesus... He was in a car accident when he was 18 years old. Oh. I know. Before he was in his car accident, he was a huge tennis fan, and he was a Roger Federer. Federer. That's a really hard name to say. It is. Roger Federer. Federer fan. And that's, so this was in 2004 that he was in this accident. What's this? You just This is the first and last time we'll be drinking. <laughs> no, we're going to drink some more. He had a car accident on his 18th birthday. He was a Roger Federer fan. So he wakes up, calls his mother. I'm awake out of my coma, mother. What's Roger Federer up to? <laughs> it was like one of the first things he asked about. After 11 years. Yes. Not like, hello, mother. No. I love you. you no. Know. I just need That'd to know about tennis. Like, hello, hello mother. mother. I love you. <laughs> so he asked about Roger Federer. He was um, certainly sure that he was in retirement because uh -huh. it's been 11 years. P told him that he's still playing tennis and that he's number two in the world and that he has 17 slam titles. So when he went into coma, he only had four slam titles. Oh, so he's like his good luck charm. He did. He said, when I heard that he'd reached 17 slam titles, I put my hands on my face, which is very dramatic. I think that's my new thing. 
Fuck clutching your pearls. I put, put my, my hands, hands on my face. Exactly. So he had been planning on a trip to Wimbledon before the accident. So something tells me that since this is all over the internet, that he's probably going to be able to go to Wimbledon this year. I hope so. Let um, them touch these things. Well, what's really interesting is that we were actually able to get an interview with this guy. And I know it's amazing. That's I amazing. I see the look on your face. That's, it's so amazing. I'm shocked. So what I really wanted to ask him was... So I know you were surprised by this Roger Federer still being in the top right. of his game. What else are you surprised about waking up in 2015? And, and he so said, he said in 2004, in 2004, when I went into the coma, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston was voted People Magazine's most beautiful woman, which he wholeheartedly agree with. And Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were still together, and he was absolutely heartbroken. That. Angelina Jolie came, came in, in and home wrecked that shit. Yes. But, you know, And just now she's like, with the guy from The Leftovers. Well, the rest of the world has had time to kind of get over it, it and mourn it and come to terms with what you, happened you with won't, You couldn't tell the way you look at it like a tabloid cover, though. They're right. still like still trying to or stir Jennifer. the pot of they that do. 2005 drama. So he, we're already over the bridge on that. He also was a really huge uh, Napoleon Dynamite fan, and he certainly thought that They're, in 2015 it would be a trilogy. Oh. There would be three Napoleon Dynamites. He was very sad that there wasn't. I don't know how many time periods you can put together for three films. Perhaps Napoleon Dynamite in the future? I don't know. It Maybe Napoleon Dynamite is a trilogy. It could be. He was also surprised that Britney Jean Spears was still making music. She is? Yeah. Uh, she's like making mouth movements <laughs> to recorded sounds from 2004. This guy still. just came out of coma, so I didn't really question him <laughs> on a lot of stuff. But she's doing her Vegas show, so she's technically... It got extended. She's stomping around in music. He was sad that Paris Hilton really isn't a thing anymore. And when I asked him about Kim Kardashian, he had no idea who, who that was. Who? Yeah. God, can I be in a coma? Exactly. Lucky <laughs> him, right? Except you would be in a coma and you'd be like, is that bitch Kim Kardashian still around? Like, yeah. And they'd be like, yes, she has 17 slam titles. You mean Whoa. she's been slammed by 17 Se black guys and yes. she has like a trophy for it? That's exactly what it means. That's awesome. I like her now. He wanted me to log into MySpace and look at his pictures, and I had to tell him that MySpace wasn't around like, anymore. That's only for pedophiles. MySpace was only a year old when he went into coma, and Facebook was just born. Wow. So he didn't even know what Facebook was. And another breakup he was upset about was uh, J-Lo and Mark Anthony. She um, needs to be fucking younger men like Madonna is. Well, that year was the year that it went from Ben and Jen. Oh, she immediately, Yeah, she immediately went really? to that Mark was Anthony. That long ago? Yes. Shit. I know. You should have been in coma for 11 years. And I feel like um, I have been. Lastly, what he, was what he was really heartbroken about is in 2004, Lindsay Lohan was at the top of her game. Gosh, um, she really mean was. Mean Girls was happening. She was like beautiful. And she, she had music coming out. She did have music. She had an album. Um, he remembers song. right when her New Year's Eve special on MTV's Iced Out. Wow. And he she, was very specific. He, he was. And he just wanted to know what the hell happened to her. You know what? We don't know. We don't know. Drugs. What did happen to her? I think drugs. Now she'd be showing up to weddings and trying to take all the, the attention away from the bride and everyone else. She does. She mm. wears white. She plays, what does she play? My boo or what does she play? No, the boy is mine. Oh, that's right. Over and over. He would again. know that hit. That's from 98. So he um, was still probably with it. You know, I appreciated being able to have time with Jesus to talk to him about those things. And I told him just to give it time and he'll get you. That's used amazing. To it was amazing. I mean, the amazing that we get these hard hitting interviews and telegram letters and. Yet we only have two fans out there that listen to the show. God, 2004. 2004. So... That's when we were in school together. It was, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I had to think. 
So there's so many amazing things were happening in 2004. Amazing. But I'm happy for Jesus, for That's Jesus. we moved in together. It is. And when we lived in 1918, Club, Club 1918, 1918 mm-hmm. Jesus was there. Jesus was not there. He was there. 18. He was, he was not there. No, he wasn't. He was in a coma. What a boring party guest. But we're glad that he's back to the living world and doing well. And he only missed out on selfies. Pretty much. Kim Kardashian. He's like, what's a selfie? Yeah. I'm sure he'll learn pretty quickly. He might have already posted a selfie. We'll have to look that up and see. Oh, Jesus. Don't fall victim. Untapped. God, what a weird thing to like to be in a coma. For 11 years? Why didn't someone pull the plug? I totally would have pulled the plug like year two. Year two? Mm-hmm. I've been like, it's been out for eight hours. He's not coming back. He's coughing. I don't want him to be in this pain. <laughs> <laughs> what is that hissing? I think he's breathing. Ooh, Cut him sounds off. painful. Pull the plug. Pull the he plug. He needs the drugs. <laughs> I need to plug my cell phone in. <laughs> Look. If you hate us as much as I do, send your hate tweets to untap us on Twitter. Let's two piece. Now, if you have any really nice dick pics, please Instagram us at untap us. Also two piece. If there's two peas in the picture, that's a total plus. Sit on my Facebook at Untap Potential Podcast. Do you have questions on love, life, or anything? You can actually email us at untapus at gmail.com. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-U-S at gmail.com. I'm always on when we're off. You're always on when we're off. Mm, think about that, Jesus. You're listening to the Untapped Potential Podcast. Back to your hosts, Rachel and Rock. I wanted to tell you about a wedding that I went to, and normally wedding stories are really boring, but this one's cool. All right. You texted me that night, and you were out very late for you. I was out very late, which just is a testament to how much I like the people that got married. You were out so late that I was asleep, and when I woke up the next morning at 7, I was like, oh, shit, she was out late. Has that ever... I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's ever happened. That's never happened in our relationship. No, it hasn't. Our neighbors got married, and they actually like us enough to invite us to the wedding, and it was like a really beautiful wedding. When I go to weddings, the way I like judge weddings, and maybe all women do this or maybe it's just me is that i compare it to would i have this at my own wedding because oh, yeah that's that's real i think i've been with girls at weddings and that's actually been brought up maybe it is what all girls do but obviously my taste is like the upper echelon of class and sophistication so basically <laughs> yeah right it was really magical it's very lovely and so then you go in and you have like the food which was really good which a lot that's always key yeah at weddings it sucks when the cake sucks that's the worst cake was delicious but the most important part to you and to myself was there was an open bar yeah it's like a fun couple they're totally a fun couple they're very awesome so we're eating and their table decorations are also really nice and they gave these little jars of honey like like real very live southern. Honey. yeah comes time to do the speeches Mm-hmm. Toast. Somebody clink, does clink, a toast. Clink. The the lady gives the toast. The maid of honor. Yeah. The best man? Best man. Gets up, does a toast. And he is from Newcastle, so he is a little hard to understand anyway. Kind of. Yeah. Like, I can understand him, but, but I can't. you got to pay attention. Right. And so he gets up, and he was like, first, we're going to do some videos of some people who couldn't be here this evening, which I was like, oh, that's very touching. Oh, like an in memoriam kind of thing? No, 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 no. Like a oh. montage of just people who couldn't. They couldn't make it physically. Literally. Because, but they're um, still alive. Because the groom is from the UK and they travel oh, all around yeah. the world. So there was a lot of people from different countries. And so, you know, some Ooh, people. An can't. international wedding. It was an international mm. wedding. So some people couldn't make it. So that was what the video montage was. Gotcha. About. I thought it was just going to be like grandparents. Bunch of t- <laughs> and then like. Dead folks. Poor grandma. <laughs> poor great great grandma. <laughs> this was a picture. She died at 120, but she couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So, you know, couples are saying, we love you. We wish we could be there. You know, yada, yada. Yeah. But let me back up. Let me um, put my thing down, flip it, reverse it first. Mm-hmm. The best man says... The sirens started going off. <laughs> no kidding. So the... Someone's dying. It's oh. grandma. <laughs> grandma, <laughs> They're no. coming to get her. You know the in memoriam segment's real fresh when there's ambulance sounds in it. <laughs> fresh. Okay. This is live action, people. This ain't no country club. Um, so, okay, the best man prefaces the video montage by saying, oh, his video montage, oh, and by the way, there's brief nudity. And then you're kind of like, oh. oh, okay. Like full frontal? You'll have to see. Ooh. People are like, hi, how are you? With a lovely couple, can't be there, whatever. So then there's this obviously very funny couple who's doing kind of like this outer space theme. They have little helmets on and there's like stars oh, flying this behind them. very involved. Them. And they're acting like they're in space. They're like, sorry, we can't be there. And he's like, something, we just passed Uranus. And so a questionable kind of picture of what it might have been kind of flashes up on the screen. So I was, Like that, someone's asshole? Yeah, Uranus. Nice. So I'm like, okay, that must be the nudity. No. no. Wrong. So then... Grandma gets on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, there's like a, a fellow, a chap. The story goes that he didn't mean to do this, but he was sitting himself in the shower. Mm-hmm. All, everything. Go on. Full frontal was on the screen. Wieners. Well, he only had one wiener, but there was a it's wiener. Like, there's two wieners? No, that would be interesting. So then he kind of like cuts back up to like a chest shot and was talking or whatever. Was but he we, cute? Um, I couldn't really even think about his face because I had just seen his wiener. So that was hilarious. Never seen a penis at a wedding before. So that was really exciting for me. So what I was distracted by, I couldn't tell you if the guy was cute or not, was that sitting directly across from me was like a little girl. She was actually 13 in age. I didn't know it at the time. Oh. So she looked super embarrassed. Her face dropped and she was looking away. And looking. her boyfriend exposed himself on camera. <laughs> I don't think that was her boyfriend. That probably was her first penis. So she was like super embarrassed. Throughout the party, the little girl kind of starts to liven up. Everybody else, you know, the video montage is over. Everybody says her toast. Um, and then the dancing starts. So everybody's dancing. And she kind of gets up and she starts dancing. And there's another nice woman at the wedding she started talking to and dancing with this little girl. And she's livening up. Penis is just a memory in her mind. All of a sudden, this lady has to go somewhere. So the little girl's kind of like on the dance floor like... I'm alone. I just saw my first penis. <laughs> yeah, Someone so hold me. She kind of starts talking to me. Mm. And so we're talking. So she's like, telling us she likes John Cena. And, you know, we like John Cena. Oh, shit. We like wrestling. Perfect so like, match. Perfect match. So we're having a good time. Like a little rap song comes on. So she's like, hey, do you know what making it rain is? And she's doing, you know, the yeah, making it rain make it hand rain. symbol. Yeah. I'm doing it now. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what they do for like strippers. And I'm kind of doing like a little dance. And she like, was what? What? And I'm like, yeah, like, that's what they do, make it rain at strip clubs. She was like, no, that's what they do. In my high school, there's like an app, and they make it rain with this app. And I'm oh like. Oh, my goodness. She's a she's failing stripping in elementary school? Um, Well, middle school, I think, oh. even. Then So she thought it was. An just, app. That's, so, that's something at her and her oh, school did. So And then I was like, yeah, it might be an app, but it comes from making it rain and you dollars yeah. and that strip club, whatever. I've never seen such a look of disappointment slash, like, anger on someone's face. <laughs> like, in society like she's just that people do that yeah she looks so like yeah grossed out so angry so sad so just distraught her so her whole face falls and she looks away from me and like walks away doesn't look at me the rest of the night doesn't talk to me the rest of the night stays 50 feet away from me for the rest of the night 
And then I'm like, what? What did I do? So then her stepmom comes over and she's talking to me and the other girl she was dancing with. She was like, thank you for, you know, including her. She had a good night, but she was mainly looking at the other lady. And her lady's like, well, she told her about strippers, like calling me out. She's like, yeah, she mentioned that to me. She's just a very, you know, sheltered child. She she sounds like a lesbian. No offense, lesbian. A lesbian? Uh, first of all, she's horrified by a penis, always dancing with women on the dance floor, <laughs> awkward as fuck, there you sounds go. like a les. You might have figured it out. And she likes John Cena. True fucking detective right here. <laughs> then I kind of felt bad for the little girl, but I figured at Monday she was probably at school like telling everybody right. about penises and strippers. And so oh I was integral moment in her womanhood, maybe. I don't know. And then it was like midnight. We were still dancing and drinking and playing music. And then since all these people are like from the UK and all these other countries, yeah. they're like, let's go drink some more now that the wedding's over. Yeah, yeah. But I was convinced to go have one pint. You fool. <laughs> we went to an actual dive bar, which you know is like a big step for me because I don't do, don't do dive. That? My favorite. What did I say about being upper echelon of sophistication I like in class? Sticky tables and there's like loose cocaine all over the floor. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Well, this was like a blues club. Ooh, even better. Full on cigarette smoke, oh, and PBR, yeah. and oh, I'm impressed with you. <laughs> me too. Branching People out. People playing pool. Someone there could have been a bar fight at any moment. Where was this? The Northside Tavern. Okay. Culmination of the story. Money shot. <laughs> I hear a dun it dun it and I'm like, I know that song. And I hear the blues band playing Proud Fucking Mary. Oh my god. So you know I'm like pushing people out of the way. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me, honey. Make up, way for the star. I get up like right up front and I'm like singing. Dun, dun. And it's like legitimate blues band, like old BBQ so looking mother. It. Yeah. Fucking getting it. So I'm like fucking, da- you know, I'm dancing. Doing the Proud Mary. Doing it. And, um, but I was told that people were pointing at me while I was dancing. That means you're doing a good job. Hopefully. Anyway. And then I didn't. You're like showing the girl what a stripper is. <laughs> <laughs> the girl was not there. This was two o'clock in the morning. She was. In bed, probably crying herself to sleep. Oh, she was checking her account balance on her Home Depot credit card. <laughs> she has dreams of dicks and sugar plums for dancing in her head. Oh my God, she has the same dreams as me. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Sally Struthers, if you're out there, please email us at untappus at gmail.com. We want to know. You are now listening to Untapped Potential. It's better than tap water. Ooh. We put a fucking filter on it. Thank you for tuning in to Untapped Potential. 